people and welcome back to those bald chicks your favorite alopecia podcast i'm Paige, and i'm here with Kristen and the amazing gabriel carter he's actually our third guest on our series that we're calling the bald pack journals we cannot wait to hear his story so welcome gabe and thank you so much for being here we just want to say that the guests that we've had so far we have absolutely loved talking with them because we're learning new things new ways to cope new ways to think about things and we cannot wait to hear all about your story and advice you have so take it away yeah thank you for having me absolutely um, where to start <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so my journey with alopecia started when i was i want to say in the third or fourth grade so around seven or eight and so it's been around 20 21 years Wow. That's crazy. That's close to Kristen. I was just going to yeah. say that's. I just really hit close. 20 years. So you're one above me. I don't know if that's <laughs> a good thing or. <laughs> it comes with a lot of life lessons. It's a good yep. thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to say the life lessons it comes with. There are many. Do you go to like a doctor or a dermatologist to get diagnosed or how did you get diagnosed with alopecia? Yeah, the childhood years, I feel like are a little bit of a blur, but I know that we went to uh, see a dermatologist. Um, we went to Children's National Medical Center in DC. And I remember hearing words incurable. You know, I feel like at a young age, I got comfortable with the fact that I cannot change my circumstances. And trying to figure out what my experience lived was going to be with alopecia while still trying to be a child and have fun and kind of throw caution to the wind at sometimes and and experience life but still always this feeling of anxiety that really comes with uh, your changing appearance and learning how to be a child I guess. What's crazy to me is I didn't deal with it when I was a kid so hearing everybody that did deal with it as a kid is so different from me as an adult like what I dealt with. Because I feel like people that were kids, they went through the stages of bullying with it and kids being mean to them or certain things like that. And it's just so crazy to me because I can't imagine what that would have been to go through. To know that you were different going to school, that's just so crazy to me that you both have dealt with it for so long, just your whole lives, basically. That's so crazy to me. <laughs> Having it young was definitely a very interesting experience. Um, and I think it's taken me this entire journey to be able to articulate that experience. But I got to a point where I enjoyed learning and going to school around fourth grade. And then around middle school, I hated school. And then I hated it up until high school. And then I started to fall in love with it in college. And then recently I'm getting back into like the love of what it means to learn and be able to learn on your own terms and how enjoyable that process is. So it comes with its ups and downs. Absolutely. I feel like it's ever changing. I feel like one day I am in love with how I look and I'm like, you know what? This makes me different. And this makes me stand out. And then the other day I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to take a couple steps back now. So I feel like it's kind of important to know that alopecia comes with so many emotions, so many things to go through. The roller yeah. coaster. 
Roller coaster is a really good word to put it. So I actually love roller coasters and I love going to the amusement park. And at the same time, I hate going to the amusement park yep. and balancing that because my, my friends really love to go to the amusement park. And I'm always excited to go with them. And I don't think they understand sometimes the weight that that carries in my alopecia experience. You know, you know, people are going to look at you and you're just trying to have a good time. And I'm aware of this. It's just, you know, that people usually respond to ignorance with laughter and side remarks. And it just, it's tiring. And you're just trying to have a good time. And you're like, you're in my bubble right now. You're sucking my energy. And no matter how hard you you try to stay focused on yourself, it gets to you a little bit. So my experience has changed a lot too, because I used to wear beanies a lot. I still wear beanies a lot. Finding the, the Instagram space was really new for me because I got to see so many people going fully bald and enjoying that experience. But I never liked going fully bald. That wasn't something that was for me. So I got to play around with different styles and things like that when it came to fashion and the hats I wore. But yeah, it's, it's been a weird recent experience of trying to figure out who I am both inside and outside the beanie and what that experience kind of translates to in terms of core values that I present to myself that allow myself to be authentic outside of my appearance. Isn't that crazy? So like for me, when I was a kid, I tried to deal with it like right when I got it at 13, but then I was like, no, this is too tough. So I threw on a wig, but I'm hearing that you threw on a beanie, right? So it's just interesting to think about like how we, how we hid from it for so long, just recently starting to come out and it's like, it's almost like a weight's lifted off, but then another weight's put on. It's actually kind of interesting too, that it's, it's nice some days to go unnoticed. If you want to walk out of your house and go unnoticed and just walk with the crowd, because sometimes alopecia, you know, if you're confident enough to go out, you walk with the crowd, but you're noticeable and people that just thrive in that. I, I look up to them because I can't see the back of me. I can't see people behind me and walking down an aisle or walking in the mall just my anxiety hits the roof because I'm like, what are people saying? Or how are they looking at me? Is everybody turning around when they pass me? It just, some days I'm like, you know what? No, I'm just going to go unnoticed because going unnoticed makes me stress-free and it's really nice for people not to stare. My experience has aligned more with yours where I realize that I can exist in this very extroverted energy and people enjoy that and they are getting the real me, whether I'm in a beanie or not. I just prefer not to have my energy stolen like that from, from just ignorant comments and things like that. And I had to come to a point where I had to decide what did being authentic on the interwebs look like. Opportunities to both share what my head looks like is important to me, but I would say that's persona and not personality. Personality wise, you can find me at my friend's house, like chilling in the back with my beanie on and my music playing with the cat, you know, but um, (laughs) it's important to me who I take it off for and how I move in those different areas. Recently, and I'm curious, Paige, about your journey because you just had a post about this. I've been doing job interviews as well. And I remember this quote set the tone before you walk in the room or something like that. So I don't wear my beanie in the first meeting. I used to when I was younger, I used to, but now I don't. So 
if they can't accept me, then it's probably not the place that I want to work at. Yep. I've been having a lot of over the phone interviews and that's one of the first things I talk about. They're like, so tell me about yourself. And I am shocked that I've started to do this where I'm like, oh yeah. So one of the most interesting things about me is I'm balding. (laughs) And I sit there and look back like, oh my God, I I don't know if I would do this in person, but I'm doing it over the phone. It's just kind of like social media because you're not in person. It's not, you can't see people's faces. So you're kind of over the phone. Like this is me. Like it's so crazy to think that out in the world scares me so much, but I can over the phone, over social media, over Zoom, I'm fine. But the actual world scares the crap out of me. So I don't know if I would do that walking into a room without a wig or something because my brain's like, oh, I don't know if I could do that because that might be the attention grabber. Like I'm telling you all the cool things and all the jobs I've done and all the experience I have, but you might be just focusing on my alopecia because it's the elephant in the room. And I don't want that to be the number one thing you're focusing on. You know what I mean? So it's Mm -hmm. weird. It's like a whole, whole thing to go through. It's complicated. And it's, you know, so like case by case, because um, for me, it's really about the energy in the room. And I have friends who probably haven't seen me without my beanie on and friends who like, I feel so comfortable in their space. It really is about that energy for me. And recently I found myself taking it off more often around people. Being a better judge of character has been pretty good for me. Like I've, I think I've picked up on places and people who I enjoy being around and why I enjoy being in those areas. But the last conference, the alopecia conference, that one was big for me and kind of feeling like I could exist how I wanted, whether I was wearing a beanie or not. And I remember being on a kayak and it was super windy and like uh, everyone like grabbed their, like some people were wearing wigs, some people were wearing hats, everyone (laughs) did the same motion, but we looked at each other and we started laughing because we all got it. That That's comfort, so amazing. Uh, that comfort was unreal. And I said, yep. you know, I feel like we're full and whole beings on our own. So how could I carry that comfort with me, whether I was in the beanie or without the beanie? Yeah. That That's amazing. Uh, that just gave me chills. Me like too. the fact that you could all like, you know, grab and then look at each other and just have that moment. In oh, silence too. Like right? not even needing to say anything. Just be like, yeah, we get each other. Like this, <laughs> that we get it. <laughs> the fear. So tell me more about this conference. <laughs> yeah. This sounds amazing. It was a while ago. So for those who don't know, I love to make sure that brands are as beautifully and as thoughtfully designed as you are. And in order to do that, there's a lot of work around core values and feeling fulfilled in the work that you do and making sure that the work you do also uh, pays the bills. So towards my, I had worked at a nonprofit for about four years and towards the end of that period, I just like was falling out of love with graphic design, which was a the thing that I love to do. And that was really hard for me because I was pretty much falling out of love with everything around me. There was just this tension that I felt and it, it existed with or without having the beanie on. And in the places that I figured were the most like sacred places for me, the most safest ones with certain friends, even those started to feel this weird tension. And I remember the CEO at the nonprofit once said, you're not smart enough or strong enough or like fast enough to do it all on your own. Yeah. Um, so around that time, I was like reading some books and I was in therapy and this conference came up 
And I was really interested in what does community look like for me? So I flew across the country. It was in Seattle and spent a long time up there. So much time that I did not want to come back. <laughs> um, and, and I think that was, that was a clue of, around things happening in my life. This feeling that I didn't want to return back to this old person. And at the same time, there's a lot of branding and marketing work about how fast can you pivot when you feel this tension. And sure enough, when I came back, I was like, things drastically need to change. And they yeah. did. COVID happened. I found myself working at a restaurant while doing their social media. And from then on, with that radical change, feeling that like this conference where there's a bunch of like talking about alopecia, but really what you're there for are the people. Absolutely. Um, nothing beats being on a dance floor, wigs off people, just like oh my having God. the time of their life Yeah. in the pool, like being surrounded by people who get it. You feel so safe. Yeah. Uh, you can't like, I want to uh, go. That's incredible. Um, so I'm looking back at that, you know, in therapy, asking what qualities were there that I can carry with me. And it's that empathy, that respect, that joy. And it's all just given freely and expected. And you know, it's real. Right. Because these people, you can see they've had these same moments um, that you've had. I remember there is this family there, this husband and wife and their little daughter, like she <laughs> just got it. Yeah. And all they wanted to hear was how can we protect our child from the world? Because yeah. we know it is cruel and it is a hard conversation to have. That's so hard to tell someone how to protect your child from these situations that you know are going to happen. Absolutely. And it brought up questions like, when did you lose your innocence? When was the first time you heard the words incurable? You have to now live like this and you have to like stop for a moment and say, I can't. I mourn for all the lives that I haven't even begun to live because of the anxiety I carry now. So it's been a journey. That's incredible. I, wow. I keep thinking, cause I literally have body chills right now thinking about being in too. a hotel with a group of people that look like me and everybody has their wigs off. The everybody peace. who was on bald pack journals, we're going. <laughs> like the peace that would overcome me. I would cry. Oh my God. I'm a very emotional person. And I would- cries all the time. We know oh, this. So. <laughs> I, I cry literally today. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I cry every day, all day. I just love <laughs> happiness and people's love stories and, and kids. Like I just love when it comes from, to from, like that. Yeah. So from the moment I met you, I was like, oh, she's a bit of me. Like I just <laughs> knew it. Like I could tell- like yeah. you felt very strongly about things in a way that I'm like, no, she feels very strongly about these and, and it's yeah. real. And I think that once you start to understand the sensitivity of how you feel, you start to recognize whether it is anxiety or intuition. And the 100%. more you can lean into the intuition side, ooh, I went from signing contracts that were $500 to $5,000 yeah. to $10,000. And starting my own business and this process of understanding my life and my journey with alopecia and the deep empathy that it takes to address someone as a human being, oh my you know, gosh. With all the, the imperfections and perfections that make us up yes. and really address and hear their story. Using that process to build brands has just 
been astronomically great for my own peace as well. But it's that feeling, that peace. I often tell the story of uh, ice skating because I really love to ice skate. It is a frictionless experience. I feel it when I listen to certain music and you just vibe with it. It oh, is frictionless. Absolutely. You don't think about the way that you look. And it's rare with people that I feel that because I'm always like, ah, you know, at the back of your mind, you're like still thinking about it just a little yeah. bit. Um, I'll tell you another story. This one like really changed my perspective on just like mothers and caring and things. A friend of mine, their mom um, was super close with us. So we were all hanging out and it was the first time that I had really been without my beanie in front of like a mother other than my own. I had taken my beanie off in somebody else's house before because they asked and it, you know, I'm like, oh, your rules. But then they were always like, oh, you can put it back on, which kind of hurts you a little bit. Yep, You're like, okay, I'm following your rule because you said half off. But when you see me, there's a different response and that, yep. that hurts me. Absolutely. <laughs> so they don't know that. And I'm not, I wasn't old enough to articulate these things, but like I could see it and notice it. And I, I talk a lot, but I also withhold a lot and I see it a lot and I'm, I'm observed just like different things that people do. So I was with my friend's mom and she had this sounding bowl and she was like, let's see if the sound vibrations will like wake up the hair follicles. And she was so honest and joyful and like curious and just wanted to help. And like, I remember putting it on our head, my head and like, we, we did the like little sound <laughs> yeah. bowl. And I look back at that experience and that was the first time that I've ever allowed someone to joke with me and like, oh. be at peace with that experience of like, it was just, I just, cherish it now. Yeah, you, know? you like, felt so safe. Yes. Absolutely. I think it's super important too, to say like, Hearing all of your experiences are not, it's not only incredible, but you are the first male perspective guest we have had on. So that is like huge for people that listen to, because, you know, when you look at social media and you look at people that are open about it, it's predominantly ran by females. Like we are very open about our experiences and we talk about it all the time. And you were the first that I've encountered that would talked about alopecia and I was like oh my god it opened my world like it not just talked about but yes. like passionately talk about like yes. the, the way you just lit up when you talked about like the little kid and the parents and this conference like it's it's an insane energy that you bring to the alopecia awareness part it, it's it's amazing and it's so needed so I kind of want to know your perspective on it because it's different from ours because you know females and males are you know non-binary people they have different perspectives on things and you know I I don't ever want to compare because that's a bad thing never compare yourself to anybody but I want to learn more about other people's perspectives on it so being a male and growing up with alopecia and still being an adult with alopecia how was that different from ours or how how did you go through it and the emotions of it and everything yeah it's this is such an interesting conversation to get into. One, so I use the pronouns he, they. And awesome. my experience with what I consider to be masculine and feminine energy has really brought an awareness to how I exist in my body. Um, and it, it begs the question, if I looked different, if I had more feminine features or more masculine features, were my, would my experiences be the same? 
because I try to exist in a in a way that in any room I give those same values that I hope to receive empathy respect joy intimacy like and because of that I think I've been able to form really solid connections but my experience I would say wouldn't be as a traditional man experience you know like I'm not around the like the sports community or something like that but I think about would my life been different if I went in that direction if I didn't have alopecia would I play more sports you know right. would I would I still be the same per it it begs a lot of questions the um, what if question is so huge what yeah, is so huge oh you gotta at, at some point you gotta put it to rest yeah, absolutely <laughs> it's, it's really hard but you know I remember going to a barbershop and I didn't like it. I just didn't like the exposing feeling. And I grew up in the church and let me tell you about exposed <laughs> feeling. <laughs> like you're sitting on these pews and yeah. you don't have your hat on or, or like, like that. And my sensitivity, like I'm aware that people are looking at me and the energy shifts in the room and how you say you can feel me talking from, you know, we're not even in the same room. Like you can feel energy change and I begin to become hyper aware to this sensitivity. And I think a lot of the time as men do, I didn't see a lot of healthy expressions of that because we hold in all of that sensitivity and awareness. So for the last few yeah. years, it's been about freeing that. The last few years, I've been doing a daily stretching as well. It, it is something akin to rebirth. And yeah. in my alopecia experience, as I've been able to take off my beanie more and I've changed my style, my clothing, there is this understanding of another piece of myself that I know for years I have been keeping quiet yeah, and it, it hurts. Absolutely. <laughs> All of those times that you could have spoke up, but you didn't because you, ah, yep. it hurts. Yep. You're going to well, make me cry over here. Me too. Like, <laughs> I, I can me feel too. the pain through the yep. screen. Oh, I was going to say why I think that's so important to talk about though, is because it's not talked about. Because like you said, so many times you could have said something, you could have spoken up, somebody else could have spoken up for you. I mean, I think we've learned a lot by doing these guest episodes so far where, you know, obviously not everybody is perfect, but the whole point of doing this is to spread not only awareness about alopecia, but everything in between too. Because there was an episode we did where obviously you've, you will already hear it by now with Renee, where she said, you know, her parents weren't as accepting about her alopecia in the beginning. And she said, you know, they thought the worst that she was doing the worst and she didn't get that support system at first. And it was detrimental to her journey. And I think it's so important for people to know how to work with the person they're working with, like mm -hmm. no matter who you are. And for you to express those feelings is so important because I talk to Damon all the time how he's a very sensitive person and I love it. I love it because I am so sensitive and I love being with someone that's like that too because you have a bond where you appreciate sensitivity and you understand each other's sensitivity. So you to open up about that is everything is so important because it's absolutely everything to so many people and they need to hear it more. I really like when you thrive in your sensitivity, there is a power you tap into that you attract you, those blessings, that whole manifesting and everything. So I grew up in the church and 
prayer did not bring me peace around my alopecia experience. I have a different relationship with prayer now. Um, and I can say that I, I understand it, but like, well, as I grew up, it was tough to be around my parents' religion and just being in the church. It wasn't until we found certain experiences for me that made me believe in spirituality that really changed my life. There was this one time in youth group, and I will always remember this, it was at a different church. It was non-denominational. It was so freeing. And I don't want to just talk about religion, but this is in particular part was unbelievable. So it was a youth group. So it was all my friends and it was a small youth group. So we all knew each other and we were holding hands and they told us to like, you know, focus on everybody in the group and like send out your prayers to them. And I'm like, cool. I believe in praying for y'all, you know, like it was there was so much that I did not say to myself, but I was freely giving out to other people. So um, we were holding hands and I'll never forget this. I was really in it. I was really like, really cared about like the people in front of me. Um, in fact, like I just talked to my grandma and she said the words like, I love you. And like, I heard her, I heard her say, I heard her say it for generations. I heard her say it like, I love your mom. But like, she just said, I love you. But I felt the weight of those words. Absolutely. So in that uh, youth group, we're holding hands. I like yank my hands away because I think I just got shocked. A friend of mine, I thought a friend of mine had a, one of those toys that like- little, You put in your palm. Yeah, but like it like hurt. But like all of my skin, like all the hair on my hands, which is interesting. I have hair on my hands and stuff. Yeah. It's patchy but I have it. And it was all standing up and my whole body was electric. And I was like involuntarily crying, but like, I was shocked. I was like, what was that? And like, I was like, y'all didn't feel that. And like, I was freaking out. I had never felt anything shock me like that. It was weird. That was the first time that I was like, all right, is there a (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) But I've had some interesting experiences with this feeling, the shocking feeling. And it's the same feeling when I'm doing daily stretching sometimes that I can feel this electricity moving through you. It's, it's amazing. It's the same feeling though that I felt when I was paralyzed for a few hours. And that was a... What? Yes. It, we can... Stories. I got stories today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is clear. My goodness. Um, <laughs> but it was that same feeling, this bottled electricity that had to do with my nerves and like pressure around my spine and all of these weird things that since I've gotten into daily stretching, I've seen my eyelashes grow back and like parts of my body just feel differently than they've ever felt before. But in that youth group, that was, that was such a weird experience, but I remember what it feels like to be at peace amongst friends. It comes with its own energy and it's so uplifting. Another story I'll tell, and then we can go back to the next question is I went to Rome. This was really important for me because when you go in to see the like Sistine Chapel, they tell you to take off, only men have to take off your hat or something like that. And this was- Really? mm -hmm. And this was a pivotal moment for me because I am in Rome about to go in the Sistine Chapel, Sistine Chapel, and it was a decision for me. Yep. Like- I had to be like, do I want to expose myself to, you know, they have all these numbers, how many thousands of people are in their room at one time. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you got to think fast. You got, it's your turn to go. And you're like this pressure, this anxiety, you know, you're going to be looked at. 
And um, I kept saying in my head, if they're looking at you, they're missing out. If they're looking at you, they're missing out. You look at what you want to look at. If they're looking at you, they're missing out. And so I remember that experience because I was like sweating and shaking. Oh Ugh. my God. Because it's like, do I want to experience this incredible thing of the 16th chapel? Yes. Or do I just want to walk away and let alopecia control me? That's yeah. like that yeah. split decision where you're like, either fuck it <laughs> or fuck it. And like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the thing is, I would have been cool not seeing it if it would have given me peace, you know? Like I really weighed it. Yeah. And I think people don't understand how like when you have these changes in your body that are so visual, how much it weighs on certain experiences where you, I'm not going to do this, or I'm not going to like go here, or I don't want to go here. And you just cut yourself out of all these experiences. And I got to a point where there was so much grief in the lives that I haven't lived yet because I've held myself back and it was frustrating and I carried it. And then my back went out and I'm like, I got to let go of this. Yeah. I have to let go somehow. I was daily journaling and like, just you got to get it out somehow. And I've seen it articulated and I want to build this video game. And I think you all know Carly, like she's going to yeah. help me do yep. um, concept art. And it's just, it's really cool to see it being expressed in a way that I look at it and I'm like, this is beautiful because that has not always been the, the case. You know, in the process of learning how to slow down and hear my thoughts, I used to catch myself in the mirror and just destroy myself, but not really hear it, not really even understand it. I would just pass the mirror and like avoid the gaze, but I would just talk to myself in a way that I would not talk to my cat. And, and I think that's how I switched it is like, yeah. if I'm not talking to myself, how I talk to my cats with care and concern, then like, I'm not treating myself right. So how about I worry about myself and make some changes to provide a space where all my values are taken care of? Yep. The more I started doing that and around COVID, you know, we're all in our houses. I started to decorate my space and fill it with things that gave me joy and it put me at peace. So the next time that, I, you know, I move at a slower pace and the next time I pass that mirror, like I address myself. Yeah. As a, a divine human that stands in front of that mirror and says, I am, like I said, just like your brand, thoughtfully and beautifully made. Yep. And I don't care if that's come from your God or whoever's God that is, like whatever you call it, the universe, there is just this feeling of I am designed perfectly the way I am. And my experience in life, how I articulate it is going to help guide some other people. You know, what's so interesting after you said that is we... Kristen and I just did the mentorship program with Balteraj and part of the activity was to write a love letter to yourself, store it away and look at it six months to a year from now. While I was writing that love letter, I was just crying because I said to myself, oh my God, you haven't said this many nice things about yourself. You haven't built yourself up this much in a while and you really needed this. So when, when that happened, I just remember being done like, oh my God, I needed self-love. I needed to show myself like, yeah, I, you know, I have people that love me and everything. You have to fill your cup before you start giving it to others. And I was like, well, I need to start doing that more because <laughs> that was an, an incredible experience to show myself that much self-love and write a letter to myself. Yeah, I hope more people have that opportunity. Like 
for me, I I get spoken to through music. The right song comes on at the right oh time to yes. send the right message when I need to be either empowered or heard or just anything. And it can get really hard sometimes when you are the person who are, is telling yourself, you know, you can do this every day. And I had this conversation with, with my mom recently about how nice it is to find friends and people and places that are, I call them soft, bright moments where you just, there's no mask on. You're just so comfortable. I think about like witty banter between people when it's flowing. Yeah. And like, oh, you know, so it's good. just like, it's so easy. Oh, it's so yeah. easy yes. to communicate. Yes. Oh, I want to capture that feeling, that ease. Um, and I think it's possible, not without challenge. I'm not saying I want an easy life. I think there are moments that force us to grow. But I think when you're comfortable with who you are, you move in this oh, world. You ebb flow. and flow. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. It's like, even laughing feels different. Like Damon and I literally just laughed, I think like a couple of days ago. It was such good laughter. And we kept going, you know, that laughter where you like kind of laugh and then you just keep going and it gets super intense where you're crying and your stomach hurts. And it's experiences like that where we're completely, we can feel each other in that moment. And we're like, this is incredible. This is such a good, this is a core memory is that, you know, people are saying that a lot lately is that is such a core memory because it's such a good feeling to feel those feelings. Yeah. I used to feel like those moments came far and few in between or they were only around certain people and that used to eat me up inside because I don't like to be dependent on other people right and when I feel this tension in myself I'm like you know what I should be able to fix this on my own what is the issue here you know because sometimes I feel like with alopecia I'm waiting to be exposed yeah and I'm like exposed as what you know like and I had to really think about that Speaking of laughter, I remember one of the things that connected me in this weird way was I was going up the stairs in my friend's house and I'm like running up on the, the balls of my feet. So I'm really like prancing up the stairs, if you may. And they had turned around and they saw me and they laughed. And it was such a real laugh. And I think the sound of laughter from one of your friends is the most beautiful song you've ever heard. It was just very interesting because now I'm starting to see all these moments that like showed me what it was that I truly wanted in my life. This laughter and this awareness of myself um, and how to curate those moments into every space yep. around me. Absolutely. It's even hard to explain those moments because you feel them. You can't mm -hmm. really explain them. You have to feel them. And those moments bring you so much joy that sometimes the next week, the next day, you just keep talking about it. Like a perfect example. And then I know Kristen's got maybe like one or two questions for you. A perfect example of that is I was explaining to Damon today a couple of things because I just started a small business and I was explaining to him a couple of things and I looked up and he was just looking at me, just tearing up. And I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? Is everything okay? And he's like, I'm just really happy listening to how happy you are. And I'm like, <laughs> it's moments like that, that I'm like, oh, that just filled my heart for a year now. Like that, showing that emotion and not shying away from it and truly showing someone that emotion. Cause you know how people can be scared to show their emotions. I love that. Also, congratulations. 
Thank um, you. Yes, I yes, I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. I often share a lot of like, when it's on my mind, I usually be just sharing it. Um, oh, yeah. And that's something I learned from my mom. She was always used to say like, if somebody's on your mind, that means that they need to hear from you. So I would write them a letter or oh, call them that. or something or text them. And writing letters is very special to me because I just brain dump. <laughs> yep. So I only send letters to like four people, but it's it's really a special moment for me to write that letter. And it made me start thinking about all of these moments that I cherish. Moments where I remember a friend of mine hugged me from behind. That was like a little pew, little bright moment on my timeline that yeah. I can always go back to. There's so much peace and safety. Like when you really think about it, for somebody to come up behind you, hundred percent. Like you have to be, especially with alopecia, because like yeah. I had a coworker tell me one day they went to like touch my beanie and I, you know, moved out the way uh-huh. and they were like, oh no, you know, does this person not like me? I'm like, first of all, why are we coming after people's clothing like that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but second of all, it's like, you have to be in a really safe place in order to feel that comfort. And yeah. what was present there, because you are able to have that same feeling by yourself at all times. What is that feeling there? And how do you curate it in your space? I love your little rainbow pillow over there. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> moments that like you... Yeah, I have Pinterest boards of how I want my space designed. But for a long time, I didn't design my space because I was just so unhappy with the rest of my life that I was like, why am I going to invest in this? And then I had a friend come over one day and they were like, man, it makes me really anxious to be in your room. And I was like, ooh, I don't like to curate, you know, (laughs) bad experiences. Yeah, exactly. Here's what it would look like. And they were like, oh, this is amazing. This is your style. Like be who you are. Invest in that now. And I'm like, what does the happiest, thriving, most free version, abundant version of myself look like? I've done that with my whole house. It took me a while to do that too, because I was like, Ooh, I need to make my house inviting, but I'm like, I can make my house, whatever I want. And every single room is different. Every, yeah. whatever I you felt. should see her go to town on <laughs> Halloween decorations. Um, oh I, my I God. decorate for different. Yeah. I decorate for, I have like abstract walls and I'm thinking about painting my walkway right here with like crazy walls and different designs. And I'm like, I could do whatever I want to, to my space. Because it makes me happy. Yes, I'm here for it. I can't wait All to right. see it. I'm yeah, going to jump she's got in. Questions. <laughs> questions. So we got two that I want to ask. So what lesson took the longest for you to learn in your life? I think you've nailed it, but let's articulate it. It's definitely the, the self-love. And it's awareness of like what it means to be free in my body and comfortable in my body, aligned and grounded. Yeah, you just, you feel different with that knowledge. I'm still learning it. So I remember, you know, I felt super confident one day and I'm like, and this is my friend's wedding. And I remember like feeling confident up to the day of the wedding. And then I was like, you know, this is going to be the first wedding where I don't wear my beanie or something like that. But I remember getting dressed and nothing fit me the way I wanted it to fit. Nothing like I just felt, I just could not see myself looking good. It was so hard. And there are certain moments that some people in your life can just tell you exactly what you need to hear or give you a hug or something that fills you up instantly and says, no, 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 we can pull this off. But on that day, I just, uh, I, I don't like being late. 
but I was late and everything. It just felt, everything felt wrong. I felt yep. wrong in my body. I didn't feel like the clothes that I had represented who I was. And that was recently. And, and since then I've changed my wardrobe. I'm like, Ooh, I like my hair cut at a certain length now, you know, yep. it, it's still a process of learning what it takes to live an authentic and happy life for me. hundred percent. I that's think that's the journey answer. of life that yeah. <laughs> we all going to have to deal with. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. I agree with everything you said, because it's hard yeah. to love yourself completely because you're always working on yourself. And right? every day, like yeah. every day, wake up and be like, I love me. Right. So absolutely. there's so much grief in it. I, that's the only way I can describe it because you constantly let these versions of yourself go. God. Yeah. And you have to just like care for that little version of yourself and say, okay, what does it feel like to be a child again, to be that free? Yeah. And I think most people want to eat, sleep, or play. And what does that feel like for you as an adult? I went camping and I remember sitting out in the woods and I grew up around woods and that camping trip, I felt like a different person. I felt like I was walking in brand new skin. And the other day I just went for a walk around my neighborhood and I felt like a different person. Yeah. I felt like I was seeing for the first time with the eyes that are softer. And when I do a lot of daily stretching, I call it softening the gaze where I get a lot of tension between my eyebrows because I'm just like always scanning and tight, ready for that moment where I have to defend myself and learning how to let that go and just move a little bit softer. It's an ongoing journey. I love that. Oh man, you're just reaching my soul in like so many <laughs> levels. Cause like, I've also been on this spiritual journey, but you're just, you're saying things that I feel that I can't articulate. And it's just, it's feeling so good. Like I've had goosebumps this entire chat. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. This understanding. And I think alopecia played a huge role in it because it made me address how much appearance matters in the fulfillment of my life. It changed my relationship with my mom, like this alopecia experience. I remember watching Lady Bird. There was this scene where like she wanted to call her mom, but her mom wouldn't pick up the phone and that crushed me. And I was like, oh, if my mom ever did that, I would be so upset. And like, it just changed like how actively I talk and openly I talk to my mom and we yeah. will spend the hours on the phone now and I'll tell her everything about my experience, but I'll try to articulate it like I am now where I'm like, you know, this really happened to me and I feel very strongly about this and I'm not feeling oversensitive, like I feel this so strongly. Let me just let it out there and see where it goes. And yep. the more that I've kind of leaned into that intuition, the more blessings have come my way rather than lessons. And, and I think that is, I think we're all <laughs> angels dropping little bits of, of joy and knowledge for everyone. I hope they're blessings. And I think there are moments when you know it's a lesson and you feel this tension, but you don't want to, you're like, uh, I'll stick around and see, we'll see how it goes. And then it goes wrong. And you're like, you're like that Donald Glover on community walking in and everything's on fire. And you were like, I left for five minutes. Yep. Absolutely. I felt like that was my life. I, I was moving, constantly moving, but I just wasn't arriving anywhere. And every yep. time I opened a door, it was burning. It was just on fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, life has to be easier than this. It must be easier to be me. I, I don't understand why I'm struggling so hard to feel oh my comfortable God. in my body. Yes. It, it's a, it's a battle, but once you get there, you're oh. like, okay, once you how get do I structure like, my life so that this, this works for me? And for yes. me, it wasn't that nine to five. I, yep. I went the creative entrepreneur life 
And it was a lot of work. It's still a lot of work, but I love it because I yeah. look at the systems around today and I say, it will not be me. Yeah. You know, just what is a work-life balance? Work five days, get two days off? No, no, not for me. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I need to be free in my expression and myself and my body. So what does that look like for me, especially in this alopecia experience? And I guess that's the question I'm asking every day. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Our last question for you. What is one piece of advice that you would give someone new to hair loss or someone that's kind of like regressing with their hair loss journey? Hmm. I know it's a tough one. It's my favorite question. Right? Because everybody has a different answer. That's why it's my favorite. You were whole before the hair loss and you are still whole after the hair loss. And what that experience looks like can still be peace. Oh, so good. See, I knew it would be wise. (laughs) Before I start bawling my eyes out again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kristen, wrap this up right now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So where can listeners uh, connect with you online, Gabe? Yes. Yeah. So this is very strange. So even though I work in the social media space, I don't want to be there. I'm trying to get off of it. I'm on LinkedIn. Feels like a little bit of a intellectual journey that I'm going, but right now I'm Beanie underscore OG on Instagram. How much I'll post might change. I really see myself moving back. I do this all day, every day for clients. So um, social media is something that I'm moving away from, but I think that's where I'll probably be the most. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, I feel like you can catch me on my, I'm working on a personal website right now. I'll let everyone know when that's open and available. So Awesome. Yeah. Beanie OG on uh, Instagram. Awesome. Sweet. Thank you so much, Gabe. This, this has been another, another amazing one. Yeah. Thank um, you for having me. Absolutely. No if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at thosebaldchicks at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. All of the link to everything you guys need is in our direct me, and that'll be in the episode description. Our little chick bit of the day is going to be playing video games can sharpen a person's decision-making abilities by 25%, as well as improve focus and boost creativity. What a perfect one for right? this, because he talked about creating a video game. I yeah. know. It's yeah. all about that alignment. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. And I am obsessed with playing video games, so I'm excited to hear all about what you have. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Yes. Until next time, guys, bald pack out.